calls, 25 minutes away from 11 o'clock, 0800 150 811. You can also text us on the Temper and Bedpost text machine, Temper and Bedpost like no other. Argentina 29, Wales 17, New Zealand 28, Ireland 24, England 30, Fiji 24, South Africa 29, France 28. The quarterfinals now in the book. It's Argentina and the All Blacks and England up against South Africa. We want to hear from you as far as those quarterfinals, two in particular. I know we can quibble over what part of the draw that they met each other, but can I just say I am so thankful that we've had Ireland and New Zealand and France and South Africa play at all at this tournament. Those were just gripping encounters, absolutely gripping. Let's hear your experiences about watching those quarterfinals, especially the New Zealand one. Where were you? How did you enjoy it? Could you enjoy it? Were you hiding behind the couch? Were you shouting at the radio? Were you screaming at the TV? Let us know your thoughts. Let's start off with Joey. Good morning. Yeah, g'day, Daniel. You look, I, just, I was just saying to your uh, producer, fantastic call uh, um, by Scotty Stevenson and, and, and yourself. You know, you, you two remind me of, of Moody and, um, and Keith Quinn. You know, that's a big comment, I know, but it, when you're listening in the car and you're not you're not watching on telly, you know, you, you like to feel as though you're, you're there and you guys bring that. And I think it's fantastic. You guys are doing a... Your station's doing a fantastic job. Just on the rugby, it's a bit sad that the the, the world rugby haven't got it right with, um, you know, the draw and everything, you know, how the, the, the best things... I know they've got to play each other and it's been... Fan, don't get me wrong, it's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But they would have been... They would have been two great semi-finals or two finals, from what you know, um, from from what I've, what I've, what I've seen, especially the, the All Black game yesterday. You know, and, and they were talking about the the Irish were talking about the All Black game yesterday, and they said that they not not the the Irish players, the, um, some of the um, ex Irish players on your station, and they mentioned that um, they thought you know some of them thought maybe if they were ninety percent, they could beat the All Blacks. You can't be ninety percent. And any of those, any any quarterfinal, semi-final, final, and think you're going to win. If we go there and think we're 90%, oh well, 90% of the time we beat we we beat um, uh, Argentina, we can win or not. We'll, if we're 90%, we'll beat them. No, you'll get knocked over. And and you know, I'm not saying the players in, in Ireland thought that at all, but um, and you do get that little bit of complacency too, because the All Blacks have been struggling. They've been up and down, up and down like a yo-yo, but. Um, you know, we're coming right, and, and here's our chance now to go ahead and win that, win this World Cup. Um, you know, we've got to, got to be 100% against, against uh, um, Argentina, and then whoever, if we can get to the final, we, we, we're there. But once we get, if we can get to the final, we know how to win, without a doubt, and, and that's the big thing. But as I said, it's been fantastic, and um, I, I felt a little bit for Ireland too, because... You know, they have been the best side in the world for a long, long time. But, you know, when you win 17, 16, 15 games in a row, it's got to be one time where you're going to get tipped up. And that's that's what happened, you know. Um, but, I mean, they're well, still this a fantastic is the most, side. Uh, yeah, they are a fantastic side, Joe. Firstly, thank you so much for your kind words. Uh, I'm sure Scotty will be humbled to hear that uh, too. Really do appreciate that. Uh, here's my understanding of Rugby World Cups. Take the 1987 All Blacks out of the equation, who ran the table, right? I can't remember too many sides who have played 100% in the quarterfinals, semifinals, and final. It's damn hard to do, isn't it, Joey? So, um, yeah, it might look a little bit underwhelming, the draw in the semifinals. Uh, I still think that the All Blacks and South Africa will prevail. But, you know, these knockout games, anything can happen. That's why we watch the games. 
Yeah, well, what it is, too, Daniel, just quickly, that, that a lot of teams can play one-off games and beat the All Blacks. When you've got to play in a competition in a tournament for seven or eight weeks or ten weeks, that's when the All Blacks are very, very good at doing that. Now, we lost to France early on. Didn't, it didn't phase us. We've gone through to a semi-final. We've got a chance of making the final. You know, and if we do make that final, we know how to win. That's another bonus for us. Doesn't matter who we play, if it's South Africa, if it's England, you know. And but you've got to get up, I and mean, you've got to be a hundred percent all the way through, because if you're not, you'll get rolled. Good man, uh, Joey. Appreciate you leading us off. Go enjoy your day. You too. Have a great day. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. James and Palmy, how you doing? Hey, Daniel. Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Um, just want to second what the previous caller said. Yeah, great job from, from you, lads. It was awesome to hear that this morning. Um, just oh, a couple pleasure. of points from me. Yeah, just a couple of points from me. I just want to say that I, I feel as though, um, I think Steph, uh, Scotty said it before, around um, the false sense of security. And I think the Northern Hemisphere teams have sort of got lulled into that a bit. And I feel as though when I was sort of checking Mills Muliaina's um, interviews, there was so much arrogance from the Irish fans and that's something I've never really seen before so I think, you know, coming in and getting blasted off the park by the All Blacks a little bit like that was <laughs> yeah. almost a little bit vindicated in some way I don't know, it just feels yeah. like it's not really in our DNA DNA to be like that um, Secondly, I just want to go well, arrogant, before I do. confident I, I, might, I might argue with on that front James, but put, put yourself think, in, the, in, the, in the shoes of being an Irish fan You've lost eight straight playoff games, including seven quarterfinals. You lost a playoff match in, that would have qualified you for the quarterfinals in 1999. You're the best team in the world. You're humming along. If there's any time in your life as an Irish rugby fan, you're going to be confident. This weekend, was that right? <laughs> like, no, seriously. Yeah. You, heard, you heard Johnny think... Sexton in the lead-up to that game saying, when I was a kid, we never believed we could win a World Cup. We in New Zealand mm. have always believed we can win a World Cup. That's a, that's a fair point. I just think it's sometimes there's a fine line between confidence and spilling over yep. into arrogance. Um, yep. the, the one thing I did want to say was, um, I just had a question more. So I noticed that um, Nuggy, you know, yesterday with 90 seconds to go, sort of box kick, gave away position, and Fafta Klerk did the same thing today. I just wanted to know, do you, do you think that's a deliberate tactic or do you think that's a, a bit of a brain fade there? Because it really is putting... Everyone on the edge, their you know, respective supporters on the edge of their seats with 90 seconds having to defend pretty reasonable attacking teams. Do you think that's deliberate? Yes, I do. I do. Um, look at the scenario for the All Blacks. They're up by four points. Look where the kick was made and taken. So Ireland get the ball back just outside their own 22. The All Blacks back themselves not to concede a try from 80 metres out. And, you know, it was extraordinary from Ireland to hold on to the ball for 37 phases in the face of that defence. So I think if you're playing it by the numbers, that one makes a little bit of sense. Um, personally, I'd like... and I, So what, what was it? Was it four and a half minutes out from the end of the game? Now, now Fafta Klerk's one is only 90 seconds to go. I, I, I think there is more of um, a, a reason to believe you can hold on to the ball for that period of time. But the score's only one in that game, right? It's only one. So he's got to be conscious of where he is on the field. And if they, if they then have one sloppy breakdown, they give away a penalty 45, 46 metres out. And Toma Ramos, the best goal kicker at the tournaments, lining up to win the game. Does that make sense? That's my interpretation. But, yeah, it's a James, 
when I saw it, I was like, oh, what are you doing? And then I was like, oh, that's right. It's a one-point ball game. Hmm. Yeah, right. Oh, well, I mean, somebody's making the calls there. They're, somebody's running the cutter and they're getting paid well to do it. So I guess we've just got to trust the system. But, yeah, definitely think this spring ball. <laughs> we, we don't, we don't agree have, with your yeah, no, we don't have to. We don't have to trust it a hundred percent, right? There's many ways to skin a cat. Mm. So yeah, I, I think I think it's a very valid reason to actually ask. And I know, you know, listening to Staffy on the run home, uh, not on the run home, on the Bunning Strade Rugby Run yesterday, a lot of people did raise this in the immediate aftermath of the All Blacks one. And I'm sure there's a few South African fans who are breathing quite whew, uh, calmly now that uh, Fuff de Klerk's decision hasn't come back to bite them on the backside, but. Man, uh, soul-destroying for Ireland and France, right? Their fan bases must be crushed, James. Yeah, I, look, it, it is what it is. I think at the end of the day, it's tournament rugby. I heard Carmo, uh, not Carmo, um, uh, TJ said on the, on, the, on the comment panel, and he said it's tournament rugby, and they, they, they've been here before. They know what they're doing, um, and it's just, it is what it is. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome to see both of those teams come through, having, I don't think, have been, been playing at the level that they can play which makes for a frightening prospect for both Argentina and England. Hey, James, where were you during the All Blacks game? Who were you watching it with? Were you alone? Were you pacing up and down? Were you throwing things at the TV? Pacing, yeah, a combination. I was, um, yeah, I'm based based down in Palmerston North, so a couple of the lads come over and we watched it. And, yeah, um, pretty pretty nervy stuff, but, yeah, all good. It was a a good, good, good match, good, good outing. Oh, it was a great match. Thanks for your time, James. Lovely chatting. 0800-150-811. That is our number. You can text us on double eight double three. Steve, I tried to make this point, and in the sermon, I didn't want to go on and on. Um, and I could have, I actually did write a three-minute sermon, um, and I realised I'd only got to half time. That's how full that first half between France and uh, South Africa was. And you are so right to point this out, Steve. Thank you for texting double eight double three. That charge-down conversion. Yes, there was a charge-down conversion as well. That charge-down conversion proved important in a one-point win. Uh, thank you for reminding me, Steve. Dan, it uh, just goes to show once again, form between World Cups counts for nothing. That's why we love tournaments, right? That's why we love tournaments. You know, scripts get ripped up and thrown in the bin. You win 17 tests in a row, but if you're slightly off, and Ireland were, you know, look at, Doris's drop with a couple of minutes to go after that uh, goal line 22. Look at the handling errors he made. Uh, he, he's been one of the most, the best number eights at this tournament, in my opinion. The Irish, uh, these skills just weren't as sharp as, as normal. And what you drop a couple of um, levels and you're up against a black wall, um, you lose. All I say is you can only ask one thing of any sports team you follow is effort. And I tell you what, the All Blacks gave us one million percent on that front. G'day, Mikey. Oh, Daniel. Yeah, my, my, I went for the heart overhead and picked the All Blacks, and thank God, heart, heart won. Although my heart almost gave out during the game, to be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was uh, quite stunning. And yes, the, the fans are, for Ireland, are very upset. I've, my very good friend lives in Dublin. And he's only, we were texting throughout the game in total silence and he's only just got back to me. And he said, it's, it's, it's a power hurt over there. Um, so, but hey, team's got to get through and I'm glad it's us. So, um, And watch the game this morning. Jesus, start by the French. I thought they were going to run away with wow. it. The, the box, man. Oh, that's so good. So, um, their resolve. Their resolve. Oh. South Africa never believe they're out of it. 
And, you know, while I was clearly quite pointed in my criticism towards France, because I think they will regret that and should regret that longer than Irish fans, I I think France have, you know, quote-unquote, choked more than Ireland did against the All Blacks. Um, Mm. But, yeah. And they were out on their feet, the French. They were they, they could barely move. They, 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 no wonder they couldn't score that try because they had no... I think the stamina, everything had gone. Their legs had gone, basically. Um, so they, hence the mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. But in saying that, man, all quarters. I, I, I haven't got up early to watch the first Excellent. one, but I've always caught the second half. And they've all been fantastic. So... Yeah, the, the Wales, the Wales uh, Argentina game is. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Mikey, you just cut cut out there. Sorry if I talked over the top of you. I was just going to say that Wales Argentina was probably down on maybe intensity and skill, but still really gripping and tight. And you know, an intercept in the 79th minute sews it up. That's why it looks like a comfortable win to Argentina it was anything but. Um, but but the two marquee matchups. You know, if it was pay per view and we'd paid huge money to watch, I think we would have all been wildly satisfied. Oh, absolutely. And, and did you see what, at the end of the Wales-Argentina, they all brought their kids on the field, emotions, deluxe everywhere. Um, you know, Argentina players are crying because they've got through. It's just awesome. Sport's awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> and England lost, England lost to get Jeff Gattis out of the cricket. <laughs> yeah, not enough boundaries. Not enough boundaries, Mikey. <laughs> not enough boundaries against Afghanistan. Good to chat, mate. Let's go from Mikey in Christchurch to Aaron on the Waikato. Hello. Hello, Daniel. How are you? I'm great, mate. Life is fantastic, is it not? Oh, it's outstanding, especially being a Taranaki supporter living in the Waikato. What happened to Wellington, yes. mate? Mate, I, I, I'll say it. Okay. I've clearly had a lot of fun at Hawke's Bay's expense, right? Calling them the Dustbusters. But the Dustbusters cleaned us up <laughs> twice. Um, uh, Hawke's Bay fans and that Hawke's Bay side, on the park, you have been excellent. What you have done is turn Wellington, who knew themselves better than I think any side in the NPC, into doubting themselves in two games. And they got away from what, they, what, what they've been good at. And I think that's, that is solely down to Hawke's Bay. So there you go, Aaron. You got something positive out of Hawke's Bay from me. Well done, you. I, I fully agree, mate. And the second thing, I just want to give a bit of shout-out to Ben O'Keefe and Wayne Barnes. They refereed those two games outstandingly. Both of them shut down the little milking of penalties, didn't allow it to happen, made them play, both teams play rugby, and it was great to watch. How good were those quarterfinals, Aaron? Like, seriously, those quarters. Oh, everyone's just in heaven at the moment with these games. It's just been brilliant. Good on you, Aaron. Appreciate it. Enjoy your week in the Waikato. Good luck to your Taranaki boys. G'day, Steve in Auckland. Uh, Morena, Dan. I'll tell you what. If you're anything like me, there are times you have a love-hate relationship with this game. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to love about these quarterfinals. Uh, I'll just tell you. Uh, just, I'll make a quick point, but I'll tell you about my watching experience. Yesterday morning, I was at a airport in Bandy yesterday watching it on my phone that was buffering. Oh my god. What the oh, nerve-wracking no. thing ever. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go and sit down. And I know there were people, other other people, other Kiwis watching it. And I thought I'll either just wait until there's deadly silence or they cheer. And when the cheer came up, yep, I thought we've got it. So watched it in its entirety. 
last night. But gee, what a game! And uh, once again, these quarterfinals this morning. New Zealand rugby, Mark Robinson. You can win a lot of friends by putting, along with Australia, Argentina, and South Africa, by putting Fiji in the rugby championship now. Not in three years, not in five years. Right here, right now. What sort of value would they bring to the rugby championship then? What they would bring? A whole heap. Uh, I made a sermon on this matter uh, last week. Uh, Objectively, every single game, including the quarterfinal that Fiji have played, has been just pure entertainment. Oh, absolutely. And, you know... We sort of talk about humility in the game. And listen, I I see it with a lot of the Polynesian teams, man. They'll they'll go out, once you cross that white line, they'll go out and smash the heck out of you. But in many cases, once the game is done, their humility, whether they win, lose or draw, even if they bring the other team in for for prayer or or whatnot, is just absolutely outstanding. And, you know, you saw that again this morning from the Fijian captain. He was obviously... Gutted, but just spoke absolutely brilliant. And you know, maybe the Johnny Sexton's of the world can learn a bit of thing. I must admit, I watched a lot of the interviews last night. I found myself shaking my my head with so many of the Irish priests. They were always basically saying, "Listen, I'm I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're not mm. here to report like that. It's just yeah, just found me shaking my my head a little bit. You realise he, he's a great he's a great player. Had a great career." We don't all get fairy tale endings. No, you don't. Very few get fairy tale endings. Uh, good on you, Steve. Got to get to one more. Uh, in con- let's try and put this into context. What's Fiji's population? About nine hundred thousand. They've lost England. No, the population of Fiji might be the population of Liverpool, and they're a try away from beating them. Oh, sorry, Josh. If I cut you off, uh, it's not the end of the world because. Uh, we're we're uh, coming up towards the uh, top of the hour. Keep your calls coming if you want. Uh, the number is 0800 150 uh, My name is Daniel McCarty in the chair again for Smithy. Uh, we'll be for this uh, week. Uh, I've had a ha- shocker. Brian, I've closed all my screens, haven't I? So give me five seconds and I'll actually get up the text machine again. Here we go. We'll get to those uh, now. Um I didn't actually think I would thank Wayne Barnes for a non-penalty call with the score at 18-17 after 51 minutes and the All Blacks were on attack just outside the Irish 22 and the Irish prop came in from the side and took the ball from under an AB's foot. Barnes called play on. The Irish made the breakup field. That should have been a penalty and the score would have been uh, 21 points to 17. But Barnes didn't call it and Artie came up with the penalty in the AB's 22 and from that line out, Richie Moanga made a break and Will Jordan scored after the 52nd minute, Geordie Barrett converted and we got seven points instead of three. That four-point differential made a huge difference. Imagine Johnny Sexton lining up for a drop goal at the end because the score would have been 24 points apiece. That is quite a sliding doors moment, according to that unnamed texter. I can't remember the moment myself. Barwoody, welcome to the show. Hey, man, how you going? Great, thank you. Um... Yeah, no, I got to watch, um, I never watched the game this morning, Fiji, England. Uh, it would have been nice to see them um, come through. Um, everyone, oh, I feel everyone riding, riding England off, I think. If they make it to the final, they're going to be hard to beat. Um, yeah, I think Ireland did us a favour. To be fair, they 
they never really played. Um, we had we had fourteen men in the second half for about five minutes, and they they kept on kicking the ball away. They could have continued to add pressure, but yeah, it's just I think they dropped the ball there. I never never felt once that they were going to score a try because I just I thought I could see our defense was just up for it. But I, I don't think they did them any favours. I think they were um, they were resting on that one seventeen in a row. You know, the All Blacks did that a few years ago, and look what happened. We got pipped in in the eighteenth game or nineteenth game, whatever it was. But um, yeah, I believe now that France are out the way, um, you know, probably get through this weekend because this weekend's going to be a massive, massive battle because they they're going to be flamboyant. They're going to be they're going to play fast rugby. They're going to be and they're going to be niggly. We get through this weekend. I think we'll win the final. Doesn't matter who we play. Uh, we know how to beat Africa. Um, I think we've got a number on Africa. Although they they dusted us up in the, um, just before the before the World Cup started. Um, but that's all right. You know, all those games they made they mean nothing anymore. I think we've got the number. I think we can play uh, a style that we can get on the outside of Africa, where the Africa like to play. So. Um, yeah, it's just awesome to see some really good rugby, uh, football in these quarterfinals. Um, had it been, uh, you know, number one against the number eight, um, it would have been a bit lopsided, but what we've seen has been amazing. Um, yeah, come on the All Blacks, and um, I think we'll play I think we'll play England in the final. Mm. Good on you, mate. Appreciate your thoughts. Uh, really good call there. 0800 150811. Um, thank you, Darwin. I really appreciate your time and insight. Uh, the only thing I would probably counter is I don't think Ireland actually kicked the ball that much. New Zealand had substantially more kicks from hand than Ireland did and with substantially less possession. I think they ran for over 1,200 metres, which was the, the official stats I saw from Opta at the end. Yeah, incredible amount of um, possession, territory uh, for Ireland in that game. Look, they had... They had more carries, more meters, more clean breaks, more defenders beaten, more offloads. Um, they made 70 less tackles, missed less tackles, had more dominant tackles, even though making substantially less tackles. But they just turned over the ball 11 times. Uh, turnovers lost 11 to 4. I think that's I think that's it. They just weren't as sharp um, as they normally are with their, with their skill execution. Um, and I think they will have a little bit of regret. But man, oh man, the, the effort of the All Blacks was just outstanding and I've never encountered I've, I've commentated a lot of rugby over the years I, I cannot remember a time where the last play goes for like six minutes over 80 odd meters it, w- it was quite something wasn't it uh, a couple of texts morning Daniel I spent most of the AB's game wearing a hole in the carpet behind the couch that was a game for the ages so proud of the boys so such a gutsy effort I'm extra happy for Ian Foster and Sam Kane. They have taken so much criticism from naysayers on the station. It would be great if some of those knockers would call or text and give credit where it's due. Proud to be an all-black supporter, writes Steve. Um, very, very good text. Yeah, you know, Some of the criticism has been way too personal. Um, below the bout. Yeah, criticise the performances and the results. Absolutely, I get that. I think that's fair enough. But Sam Kane... I, I, Brian, I, t- I, I tried to tell you, the All Blacks missed his defensive intensity against France. Yeah, yeah. Some people joked and laughed at me by text. Yeah, it was crazy. Like Sam Kane in 2023 cop. has been a really good rugby player. In 2022, he looked out of sorts. Absolutely. Uh, keep your messages rolling in.
the the experience of watching consuming that All Blacks Island game. I'd love to hear more from fans. Um, and the pain you suffered throughout that 80-plus minutes on the way to a very, very famous win. I think we're going to head off to news at 11 o'clock. Uh, we might be able to sneak in some calls, but if uh, you want to let your fingers do the talking, so to speak. Um, uh, 0800 but uh, text us on the uh, temper and bed post text machine. Double eight, double three.